This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. Hello, my practitioners. What's poppin'? Hey. I love, so I started working on some of our merch lines. Oh, nice. Uh, and, uh. I'm working on some cool stuff playing off of uh, I'm a practitioner. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Um, yeah, you guys got to you gotta share. You got to do the things. You got to share. I have actually had a couple of people tell me they would buy, they would buy merch. Yeah, I, I've heard that a few times too. Yep. So, and that's just the people we know and come in contact with. Right, right, exactly. Right? We don't, we have so many listeners on our podcast that we don't even... I, I did the math the other day, and we've had like almost 800 unique visitors across all of our platforms. Yeah, I believe that. And podcasts, and we're we're on track to do like 700 downloads this month. That's so awesome, right? Yep. And it's all because of you guys. Yep. But you got to hit that share button. Got to share. You got to tell people. Yeah. If you want the merch, you got to hit that share button. I think on another level, if you continue, I mean, clearly there are a substantial amount of people that think our podcasts are valuable. Yeah. If that's true, well, like we want, we want at Wellhouse everyone to experience healing and wholeness and restoration and, and get the benefits that you seem to be getting from our podcast. So tell people about it. If you enjoy it as much as you all your downloads say that you enjoy it, tell people about it. Hopefully, they would enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But today's a special day. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. All right. It's so. the day you've all been waiting for. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Um, Today, we're talking about Clayton. No, we're talking about the six. And Clayton's a six. I'm a six. We talked about Cullen being a three and and all the things and stuff. Um, but I actually do want to to start this off with the quote that Ian opens this with. It's by Stephen King. There's no harm in hoping for the best as long as you're prepared for the worst. Mm. That's that's a six. That's a total six thing to say. Yeah, that's a six. Sixes are your preppers. Right. <laughs> Sixes are the people that are literally prepared for the worst at all times. Yeah, they, they expect the worst to happen. Um, I think I said it on our, our That's intro. That's their underlying emotion is fear. Is fear. So fives, sixes, and sevens, they're in the fear triad. Yep. Um, and, and we as sixes, um, we internalize it. Um, we feel it deeply. We feel it. Like it controls our lives, yeah, and everything we do. Um, and the way I like to explain a six is the, the the George Lopez quote: "If you expect a dog to bite you, you'll be happy if he poops on your shoes." Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so pessimistic and glass half empty. Um, yeah, but that's how we see the world: right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. No, it happens. 
yeah, so the underlying emotion of a six is fear. Yep. But their besetting sin is anxiety. Yep. Which, Lord knows, you have your fair share of anxiety. Literally right before we started... It was like, this gives me anxiety to do this podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> I have to talk about this. I have to be vulnerable. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, it's scary. It is scary because yeah. if I'm vulnerable, I don't know, like you guys on YouTube, uh, y'all you, will see this. We don't get a whole lot of comments on YouTube. No. We get We get some, we get like a decent amount. Most of you... Direct message us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we get a lot of uh, conversation with you guys. But um, this is just, I know, like this episode, this is this is the episode that everyone's going to be like, what a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> Man up, Clayton. Like, Only your friends are going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton, guys, reach out to Clayton. He needs new friends. <laughs> Can't help it. Sorry to Clayton's actual friends. Yeah, all of my actual friends. He's kidding. He loves you, maybe. I'm only kind of kidding. <laughs> Some of you I love. You know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. there you go. Um, so, the six is uh, actually titled The Loyalist. Yeah, which is strange as it goes. Yeah, but they do have strengths. They're faithful, steadfast, loyal. Yep. Um, when they're emotionally and spiritually healthy, they're a stabilizing presence. They're solid. They're there. They have the ability to ground people in reality and draw out their emotions. Faithful, reliable, hardworking, courageous, leader, self-expressive, vigilant, secure, charming, funny, and affectionate. Yeah. Some famous sixes. So hold on before you go there. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so Ian talks about it as... Um, healthy sixes are productive, logical thinkers who almost always organize their thoughts and actions around what would be most advantageous for the common good. Mm. They're loyal, honest, and reliable. Healthy sixes are clear-eyed judges of character. These mm. sixes have come to be believe that in the end, everything will be all right. Wow. Okay. Um. That's a healthy six. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's well. Most of the descriptions are of healthy, right? You right. gotta look for unhealthy descriptions. Absolutely. Um, which they don't really begin to look like sixes anymore. They begin to look like they're they, stress numbers. They begin to look more like threes. Yeah, that are driven by fear rather than the need to be accepted. Right. Anyway, so your famous sixes. All right, so these are from Saturate the World. I'm right. curious to know the ones that Ian gives. Sometimes they overlap, sometimes they, they don't. They do. Um, the Apostle Peter. Okay. I, oh, oh, really? Well, yeah, think about yeah, think about the the sword narrative when he cuts the dude's ear off at the the um, arrest. Acting in, to go, to acting in fear, loyal to Jesus. Oh, I guess I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, Um Some of these I don't know enough about them to know. I'm just going to trust them. Um, Richard Nixon, 
George Bush, Woody Allen, Merle Haggard. <laughs> so the, the Merle thing I get. Dustin Hoffman, Tommy Lee Jones, David Letterman, Marilyn, Mo- not Letterman. Marilyn Monroe, Richard Pryor, Chris Rock, Ben Stiller, Bruce Springsteen. All right, I got two. Th- yeah, there's a few of those that I disagree with. Well, um, we only know so much about them. Yeah. Right, and but, so. But Letterman and Chris Rock, do you honestly think that they would have the courage to do what they do and not fear rejection? Hmm. Well, that would be that would actually be the fear of a seven, right? Well, no, not necessarily, because even a six can be afraid to be rejected. Well, yeah, but sixes are fear in general, but sevens, it's actually fear of rejection. It's actual fear of rejection. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. I... Because the other thing is your integration, a six's integration is, is a nine. nine. Yeah. And nines are kind of chill. Yeah, they're kind of chill. They're kind of like, yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know. I could see it. I, maybe. I if they were really healthy in, mm-hmm. a, in a good emotional intelligence place, I could see Letterman and Rock being six, sixes. Maybe. Um, all right, who you got from Ian? So, actually, none of these overlap this time. That doesn't shock me. Sixes are hard to put a finger on. They really are. Because these are all, all of these, the the famous sixes or famous whatever numbers we do, Mm -hmm. they're just guesses from the authors that we use. We don't actually, none of these people have self-identified their numbers. There is one of them that I know for a fact is a six. And you'll know whenever I get there. Okay. So, we have Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. John Stewart. Okay. And Frodo frickin' Baggins. <laughs> so for the Lord of the Rings people out that, there. That, yeah, Frodo is, is Frodo is totally a six. Yeah, that's And an spot. unhealthy one at that. Yeah, that's spot on. If you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, become one. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, Frodo freaking bags. <laughs> I love that. All right. So let's move along. You got anything else you want to say about a six as a personality type? I mean, not necessarily. Um, okay. I think we've basically hit all the, the main points. All right. I'm sitting here looking at these. Um, I'm going to guess saturate the world so just so you know clayton and i have not went ahead went through these beforehand so clayton doesn't know the practices that saturate the world suggests i'm going to say i'm gonna guess that clayton does three out of four of the upstream practices of the downstream and the upstream okay clayton is pretty self-aware he doesn't oh i appreciate that um and so some of the upstream practices i think he even does there's one in here, one of the upstreams I know you do, and then there's one that I'm pretty sure you don't do, but actually sitting here thinking about it, it might be worth your while. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. here we go. Downstream practices, the one that come the ones that come easy and natural uh, to a six. Singing and journaling. Oh yeah, yeah. 
These are grounding practices that come naturally for sixes. Singing and journaling are ways of expressing faith in the face of fear and solidifying the truth that in Christ they are truly safe. Yeah, I do both of those. Yeah, that doesn't shock me uh, at all. If you don't know, as Clayton's job as creative arts pastor or creative arts director, he's not officially pastor yet. He will be soon. Soon. Um. Clayton not only does Clayton is over all of our creative elements, and so that uh, he helps with our storytelling team, he helps with our creative team, he does all of our social media, but he's also over worship ministry right now as well, and so singing and um, journaling. Well, journaling's just something Journal- you've done for a long time. Well, not no, sort of on and off. Yeah. Um, so journaling for me has become recently journaling prayers. Yeah, 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 like and really formative experiences, I imagine. Lots of times, yes. Yeah. Lots of times what it is is whatever I read and study for that day, um, I pick one thing that the Lord really used in that in that text. Yeah. And I journal a whole prayer off of it. Yeah. Extremely formative. Yeah. So, and then the singing element, you love music. Oh, yeah, just... it. That's uh, a pastime for me. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a way to to turn my brain off. Honestly, yeah. so That's both of those make total sense for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a downstream practice. You already said you do this, meditating on God's word. I mean, you. I mean, that's what you just said. You journal is whatever you study or meditate on for the day. Um, you're doing it, and a lot of times. We've talked about it um, at, on other episodes of our different podcasts that you've been on. But a lot of times, your meditation actually might stem from whatever you're, whatever we're doing when we're praying the hours. Lots of the times it does. Um, Most of the time when we're praying the hours, it's rooted or references scripture. Yeah. So a lot of times Clayton's meditation actually comes from praying the hours. So yeah, lots of times it does because there is like some scripture that's brought up in there. Um, and so as I'm praying through it, it, it does spark some things, but actually where my scripture meditation comes from is from the, from whatever for everyone that NT Wright wrote, you know, right oh, now I'm still you. in the Matthew, right? So it's Matthew for everyone yeah. that I end up meditating on. Got you. So, but so that's like a little bit of study element. Yeah, you're you're I'm reading in commentary, your, tapping in your five wing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Those are the two downstream practices we've established. You do both of them. Yep. All right. So the upstream practices that might be helpful or beneficial to a six, the ones that don't come natural, but they cut against the grain of your besetting sin. Your your anxieties, your fear, um, all, all the things that are the negative piece of who you are. Yeah. The upstream practices are the ones that try to cut through and help you fight against those. Mm-hmm. Here's the one I know you do. Fasting. I do. I do fast. So Saturate the World says the discipline of fasting is good for sixes because it helps ground them in the reality of God and helps them live consciously aware of his presence. 
awakening their inner hunger for God is a way of reinforcing that God is enough, that he is faithful to have met their deepest need in Christ. Yeah. Um, it is hard. Um, but so for my sixes out there, um, the kind of fasting that I do is different. Um, so every year at Lent for the last two years, and I'm, this is going to be three coming up soon. Um, I do it the traditional Catholic way, um, where I only eat meat for one meal a day, except for on Wednesdays and Fridays when I don't eat meat at all. And I have two small meals and one big meal. And lots of times that becomes one small meal and one big meal. And that's for the entire Lent season. season, It's hard. Yeah. And then on top of it, I typically give up something else on two, right? Um, right, like whatever you, do, it is. you just do like a Lenten sacrifice, whether yeah. it be coffee or, or, or whatever, whatever it is, yeah. on top of the food sacrifice. Yeah. It's hard. But when you get to the end of it, there is a, a whole new level of respect and, and a whole new level of, of connection to, yeah, that's been bothering me. <laughs> um of connection to God because you understand that he will provide. Yeah. Um, you're, you're astutely aware of his presence in those moments because he's brought you through something difficult and trying. Yeah. Something that can be anxiety invoking and fearful. And what, something that I try to remember for me, um, is when Jesus talked about, um, the birds don't worry where their next meal is going to come from. Yeah, yeah. How grass, much more? Yeah, the yeah. grass doesn't worry about what clothes it's going to wear. Yep. And how much more does the Father care for you? Yeah. If He cares for the sparrow, how much more does He care for you? Yeah. Yeah. And that is exactly what fasting does for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good practice for you. Yeah. For all you other sixes out there, you should do it. Uh, it, it's not actually a practice that they recommend for a three. I've done fasting a lot through the years and still do it occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I've made habitual, um, but I do still do it on occasion. Um, and I do find it to be helpful. Your last remaining upstream practice. Any guesses? I have no idea. Scripture memory. This practice challenges the anxious, busy mind for sixes. It requires discipline (laughs) and focused effort. Scripture memory can be transformative for sixes because it anchors them in God's word and anchors God's word in them. Just so everyone listening knows Clayton was not laughing at (laughs) saturate the world or the idea of scripture memory. Clayton's laughing at their wording of the anxious, busy mind. That's exactly what I was laughing at. And the upstream practice definitely makes sense. It it makes sense for who you are as a person and your deepest fears. Yeah. 
that scripture memory could cut across that grain and be beneficial for you, even if it's difficult? Well, because six is disintegration is a three. Yeah. Right. So if you don't know, yeah, the way that works is three, six, and nines work in stress kind of like and security a, together. Yeah. It, it ends up being like a, a, a like a give and take. Yep. Um, three, six, and nines, one, fours, and twos, and then what is that? Nines, sevens, and whatever um, is left. Five. Eight. Yes. No, it were Yeah. Hang on. Give me a second. He's going to look it up. But yeah, so the cycle goes uh, three sixes and nines, one fours and twos, um, fours, twos, and or uh, two, eight, and five, and then four, one, and seven, and three, six, and nine. Here's the deal just go by the road back to you. Ian explains yeah, it. Go, yeah, go learn how the Enneagram system works yeah and and the the enneagram institute would would help you understand this too but um if you don't want to go pay for a book um but uh so my disintegration is a three Mm -hmm. which means that whenever i am not in the healthiest place yeah i work 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 yep and Sixes are not high-functioning, high-achieving numbers. No, they're not. But we overwork ourselves trying to be. Right. Well, and part of it is that when you're unhealthy, it is you living in light of your fear that's mm-hmm. pushing you. I'm afraid, and so I need to over-function, over-perform in order to, to overcome. Find security. Yeah, to overcome, which is actually the other way. Yeah. Your security isn't becoming a nine. Just yeah. chill, mellow. My my problem is that whenever I am feeling anxious or, or whatever, I throw myself into work mm-hmm. because to, to into work, into school, whatever the yeah. task of the day is, because ultimately I know that without these things, I'm gonna fail. Yeah. Right. That's just a very sick thing to do. Yeah. But the point of me bringing that up in reference to the memory verses, and this might be good for threes too, in some way, because what it's going to do is force you to take time to not stress, to not overwork, to focus completely on scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. All right, here we go. The gospel sixes need to believe. Jesus subjected himself to the anxieties and dangers of this world and of sin, death, and the devil so that I can be safe. Ultimately, fear has to do with punishment, and Jesus has taken my punishment and saved me from God's wrath. By faith, Jesus dwells in my heart, and I dwell in him. We are safe at home in one another and fully hidden in Christ, my refuge, my rock.